Welcome back to Date Card. I'm Jenna. I'm Danica. And we're back. And we're back. We're fucking back, like as if we would go anywhere else. Where do we have to go? We have nowhere else to go except for. I yeah, I had somewhere to go last week. Oh, <laughs> you did. You did fucking leave. You left. You no. fucking left, and you went to Disneyland, and it was the cutest shit ever. Yeah, I went to Disneyland with uh, my mom, Jennifer, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a pretty cute time. I like got back sunday and like could barely walk off the airplane and like you know that thing in your like iphone like health that like heart thing that like tells you how many steps you do i was just like holy shit my phone was like are you okay you just walked like literally 25 miles and usually you do 500 steps a day like (laughs) and i was like no i'm not okay like my hams are like destroyed is that what they're mm-hmm. called? I don't even know. I feel like I watched Cheer, and now I feel like I know all the muscle names. I don't. I don't even think that's a thing. I but mean, like, all I know is that I eat a lot of ham, and <laughs> um, then my legs are weird because yeah. all the ham I ate. <laughs> no, but literally, like my feet are destroyed. My like calves are exploding, and like whatever, whatever this is, it's a ham, right? Yeah, I think it's a ham. Yeah, a hamstring. hamstring. What yeah. a stupid name for a muscle. <laughs> oh muscle? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It hurts so fucking bad that, like, I can, like, barely walk up and down the stairs. And, like, it's I... So f- mm. It's funny. I went on a date on Friday, a first date. It didn't go well. I don't really oh. want to talk about it. Anyway. No, it I wasn't, like... Talk- we can talk about it after no, the Of course. It wasn't, I like, bad. No, no, it wasn't bad. But, like, it was definitely a waste of my time because, like, it was just, like... There wasn't a connection there, um, but and I didn't waste, you know, their like ten weeks of their life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike someone we know. Unlike somebody named Peter. Um, but we went to go see the roller derby show in Portland, and it was like a really great date idea. We're sitting on bleachers, and we had to sit on these bleachers for like two hours. My back is killing me, and then also we can't get out of the bleachers because they're packed, and the only way to get out to like go to the bathroom, which of course I had to do like six times because I'm a you know fucking thirty five year old almost, and then I had to jump off the bleachers from the back end, and it was totally fine. Like I didn't hurt myself or anything except for my left knee hurts still to this day that was like almost five days ago and i like i can't bend my knee just because i like hopped off a bleacher kind of not even hopped i like lowered myself very carefully so i only (laughs) had like two feet to like land yeah for Mm -hmm. some reason i'm still dying anyway i feel that it's the same energy i have when i like go bowling and i love bowling but it hurts so bad and my ass is just like destroyed for days afterwards and nobody gets it like everyone's just like why are you limping and i'm just like well i went bowling like when i went bowling i feel like my arms and my shoulders hurt because i don't use those muscles like ever oh geez i don't use any muscle like nobody should ever work from home because like I was athletic when I was a kid, and then I got this, like, cush work-from-home job, and now I can't fucking do anything. Uh, well, I guess let that be a lesson to y'all, for sure. Like, uh-uh-uh. The gig economy um, is destroying bodies. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. We're, we're terrible people. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, we're... we're um. Well, I don't know. What do we? Oh, we'll briefly talk on we um, 
both of us listened to Kendall Long's uh, podcast today. It's it's called Down to Date, and um, I guess it's like a dating podcast. I think she has people on to actually like try to um, meet people. Uh, I've never listened to it before, but basically she did an episode today where she actually addressed um, the reasons her and Joe, Grocery Joe, broke up. And so, of course, Danica and I were down to listen to that for a little bit. I mean, yeah, I didn't I listen to all of it. <laughs> okay, fair. I cheated. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess the moral of it is that Danica was correct because um, she guessed that basically it was mostly because he wanted to move back to Chicago and she didn't want to have any part of that. And that is the answer to it, the, the quandary. Um, it was nice hearing her talk about it because it made it seem very like legitimate that like both of them just like legitimately are family people and like they weren't going to leave their respective families. And I think that's super like relatable and honest and, you know, good for them for trying as much as they did. Totally. And I think too, like, um, I don't know. It was nice. Cause I don't know if that's her like regular, like co-host, but like a lot of it was a not necessarily about like Kendall, but it was like Kendall like shared her experience and then somebody else sort of like shared a similar experience who to my knowledge was not a part of bachelor nation. So it just made it seem like more like real and normal. That's nice. And it totally is just like a normal thing. And I think like bachelor people don't think about that as much because they don't have to like, you don't have to think about the logistics of living together or like, or whatever afterwards. And I think that's the same problem that like Clay and Angela had now right. where they were like living in different cities and it's yeah. just like, Oh, I don't want to give up my fucking life. I don't know you. <laughs> and then I think, I think it's like an, itch, an interesting that most, most couples from bachelor nation don't necessarily have to experience the problem if they do get together, because most of them do want to live in LA together or, mm-hmm. you know, be nearby. I mean, that's the reason I think Nick and Vanessa broke up more or less is like, she was stationed in Canada and she didn't want to, she wanted to move to LA partially, but you know, that just wasn't going to work. Um, but you think of people like Dylan and Hannah G they're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not going to be any problems right. regarding that's location. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, who's to say? And, like, I guess it makes you just think about this current season. And Peter, he lives in, you know, the L.A. area. And none of the girls – wait, I mean, Hannah – maybe Hannah – Hannah Ann, maybe – I don't know. I know she's not from L.A., but maybe she lives yeah, there I don't know currently. She, I don't know. I feel like all of them is. eventually move into the same apartment complex. So it's like the circle, but, like <laughs> – with bachelor people only i need to watch that show okay i can't wait i'll do it probably when the bachelor is on its like little hiatus before the bachelor for one week before we have to start doing other shit you have so little time (laughs) okay so let's let's get through this week six of peter's um journey to find love and make a huge mistake yeah (laughs) So basically at this point in the process, what we're doing is uh, eliminating two people to where he gets to his hometown dates, which is the final four. Um, I don't know that I even know all of their names still. Natasha's <laughs> still here. Ke- Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a fun game. Hannah Ann. Uh, Victoria Fascist. Mm-hmm. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And 
Ooh, I don't remember the last one. You were forgetting I this thought... one a lot last night. Maddie. Maddie. Oh, yeah. Yes. She, well, you know what? That's not my fault, producers. No. Yeah, come on now. Y'all, I mean, Christ. I feel like I made a Bernie post. I'm like, could you all just, like, show us any connection between any of these people? That would be cool. Um, <laughs> just And it's know. wild because, like, if he, if, I mean, like, prediction like if he's gonna end up with anybody on this season which i don't think is gonna happen mm-hmm. it would probably be maddie but i yeah. can't remember her even even at the top of a podcast before i'm wasted i cannot remember who maddie and you just watched the episode again i just watched it <laughs> y'all producers you did a bad job you, did, you fucked up so badly I can't. I, I just want to get this one tangent out real quick too, because I was thinking about this as I was rewatching it too. Is like if all of because all of us in Bachelor Nation are kind of complaining about how all of them are clearly here as like influencers, maybe not like Natasha and like Kelly, but most people are there to be influencers and get all these Instagram followers and like sell products. But I don't feel like I'm connected with any of them where I would be influenced by any of them. You know, like I have not. I have. I don't want to follow any of these people. No. Like I am because we have a podcast, you know, Instagram. But like, I don't want to follow any of them because I'm not caring about any of them. So they're not yeah. even like doing themselves justice. Like these poor women who just came on here to get Instagram followers are not even. I don't know. I don't even know who they are. So they're like they tried so hard and got so far, <laughs> and I still don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. I mean, the thing is, like, I really feel like the Instagram, like, influencer thing peaked with Bachelor in Paradise season three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second mm-hmm. Ashley Iconetti, the second Carly Waddell, you know, like, season. And I just, I have, I've already, like, used my free coupon with those people. Like, yeah. I don't I don't have enough money to subscribe to anything and I've already used my coupon. Like find a different job. <laughs> like please. Oh my god. Oh, I love it. Um so yeah, so they're they're we're windling it down to the final four. Dun dun dun. We're windling it down. Did I say it the right way? Oh my no! god. No! I am that's fucked up, y'all. The show is getting into my fucking psyche on a really concerning level. I am kind of scared for my. <laughs> oh my god, that's honestly the funniest accidental thing that's ever happened. Because that, like, it's in my notes, but it doesn't happen until like six pages in. So I know that that was like legitimate, like Jenna thing that just happened. Just like when I said finasco, completely, naturally, just like that's how it came to my fucking head. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. No. Oh, I'm really boy. happy about this unlistenable part of the podcast where I'm just laughing like I normally laugh and everyone's oh. like, holy shit, is this person ill? <laughs> and the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we haven't even fucking started yet. Yeah, oh, so go okay. from six to four. They're in Peru. We start the episode off with Peter calling his mom. Um, and I have like maybe a theory. Maybe oh. he keeps bringing up this idea that 
someone will be into him, but like not into him like enough to commit. Uh-huh. Uh, or like they just won't be into him in the same way that he is into them. So yeah. I was thinking like he says it over and over and over and it's been in previous episodes also. And like, I remember during Hannah's season, like when she got like fucked over, she got like fucked over with somebody. I don't remember who it was, but they had like a girlfriend at home or something. It was really early on in the season. Oh, yeah. Early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she, that, that became her like trigger almost where like, mm-hmm. Whenever she sensed, like, anything like that was going on, she was like, no, I need to know about this now. Oh, yeah. And, like, remember she went off a bunch of times, like, when the guys were, like, not paying attention to her. And she's like, y'all don't even give a fuck about me. And that's clear because you, you're not here for the right reasons. Totally. That was definitely her fear the whole time. And so I'm wondering if this is, like, going to be the ending where, like, Peter picks somebody, but they're just not that into him. Oh. And um, ahem, Victoria F. Hello. I mean, God. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, because, like, Hannah, during her season, was really anxious that people weren't there for her or were dating other people. And then that was the finale, literally, was, like, <laughs> Jed... Was a piece of shit. So I'm wondering if this, like, is the <sighs> new trend where, like, yeah. they just, like, play into the lead's anxieties a little bit. Um, I also could like- be going insane. I don't know why I read so much into this show. I should read a book. Maybe. <laughs> no. that Why do that? Why waste no. our time? I can't that hurts think my about- eyes. Yeah, no, thank you. So, yeah, he calls his mom and he explains that this is the reason he's worried. So then he goes into the, like, villa that the women are staying at. And they're, like, surprised to see him. But he just wants to, like, be honest with them and let them know where he's at. Which is his fear is that his biggest fear in all this is that he's going to fall for somebody that maybe thinks they're not ready for this. And, um... And then he's like, think about whether or not this is something you really want and whether you can really see a future with me. Can you see having a family with me? And it's like, it is kind of intense. You're like, that's that's ironic. You've been wishy-washy this entire fucking Mm -hmm. process, but you're like, y'all need to tell me right now, look me dead in the eyes and tell me that you can like get pregnant with my seed. Right. It's like an enormous like pop calling the kettle black moment because he has literally like brought back I don't know 80 different women and there have only been like six participating this whole time (laughs) and he he just like I don't know like uh, Hannah has an ITM where she's like everyone owes themselves and Peter the complete truth and being honest with what they want. And that's, what's really scary about this. And what's so scary for him because he doesn't want to get his heart broken either. And I'm just like, y'all you give him a lot of credit. Yeah. And a like, lot. I don't know. Also don't worry about the heart of a man. You barely know. Worry okay. about your own. Okay. So here's the fucked up. He, they do eventually send a date card in and we get this little, we get, we get reminded that Natasha hasn't had a one-on-one. Now, this isn't necessarily rare. There's usually, like, one person who hasn't gotten a one-on-one by this, like, six-person week. But 
it's that's always bad it's a bad sign obviously that the person hasn't gotten a one-on-one but usually they give the person the one-on-one but instead he gives madison a second one-on-one which is brutal i was like livid Mm -hmm. what the fuck it's it's just rude we know you're gonna send natasha home because you're not gonna feel good you're like you're obviously not connected to her then just do it give her the fucking date and then do it oh god well it's also to me it's a little bit weird because what I'm trying to I'm trying to think about what season it was. The one that Leo was on, where it was like Leo, Wills, and Jason, Jason, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like Leo and Wills were obviously like they weren't gonna go much yeah. further. Yeah. Um. Like, why wouldn't you put Natasha on the three on one? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, that would be mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like, true. He already knew. Yeah. That like. Yeah. He wasn't gonna. I I don't know. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point for sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just weird that he didn't give her a one-on-one date earlier. I mean, he already gave yeah. um, Victoria a second one last week. So they go walking around in this like port in um, Lima, and it's like it's just such a weird date. I don't even know, man. <laughs> it's, it's really they go fun. like fishing, but by fishing we mean like a. <laughs> A poor person is paid money to go fishing and they get to reel the fish in and Maddie gets to be like, oh my God, like you're so hot, so strong. You got this tiny ass fish in the boat. It was so tiny. (laughs) It was so small. Like I think Peter's dick was actually bigger than that fish and I don't think he has a big dick. (laughs) Oh my God. And so then later they're on a different boat because like what you can't have enough boats, you know? Oh, at one point Peter says, and I quote, I love boats. And I was like, Peter, no dog, you love planes. We've already established you love planes, not boats. You're going to try to tell me you like trains now. Fuck this. Get out of your automobile. We're on a plane. (laughs) He went from uh, what pilot to captain or I don't know. What is a train person called? Uh, conductor. conductor. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be um, all of them. He's going to be all of it. And you know what? No one can tell this 28-year-old white man that he can't do what he dreams of, you know? The and three I, branches I, of government are pilot, <laughs> captain, and conductor. <laughs> we are so dumb. <laughs> Stop listening to this podcast. Oh it's not God. good. <laughs> it's ruining our minds. Oh, fuck me up. Anyway, um, so she's like, tells him that she really likes him. She sees a future with him. And that's the only reason she's putting herself through this process. I mean, this has to be said. Every single, I mean, literally every single woman on the show has said, I wouldn't be here if I didn't really want to be here. And it's like, that phrase has lost all meaning to me. Mm-hmm. Complete all meaning. Yeah. I mean, like, really, you don't have anything to lose anyway. Yeah. At this point, like, whatever. You've already, like, given up your job. Like, I I don't know. Um, He says he can see her as his best friend. My best friend that you can also fall in love with. I mean, okay, that's true. You should fall in love with, like, a good friend. But I don't know. Do you even know this woman? I can't. But it's just like a weird thing to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at this point in the process. Um, we go back to not 
what is it called when they have like their their like group meeting back at the house yeah yeah but it's like something similar they're like filming the woman back at the house and Natasha is like hopefully that bitch doesn't come back and I was just like yes like I mean you're not gonna go past this round and I know it but like I'm thankful that you're here still thank you um they talk about how she's very religious and they're worried that Peter might not be on the same level with her um which is perfect foreshadowing for the rest of the evening date of Mm -hmm. um Madison and um Peter I was just re-watching this I mean how awkward was that it was so weird I mean it was awkward enough last night like we watched it together and it was like weird and like Curtis and I's like Christian school like trauma came out for sure but like it was so uncomfortable they go to like dinner quote-unquote under the stars which is just studio lighting which was really tacky and ugly to be honest and um she discusses like how hard this process has been for her so far while she's wearing the most like femme lesbian outfit I've ever seen it was like this like uh spaghetti strap like red jumpsuit thing with like a leather jacket like over her shoulders and I was like yes I'm gay and I was like just trying to remove my boyfriend from my life yeah. um, <laughs> um i think i think he'd understand you know in this one specific he, case <laughs> i have so many hall passes at this point and they're all from bachelor nation so i feel like they're all like literally like f list celebrities so i get several nice. and he gets yeah. none because i'm yeah. possessive and that's healthy yeah. right <laughs> yeah so okay, um, totally <laughs> um I don't remember who says this. I can't remember if it's Peter or, um, God, I forgot her name again. Madison. Madison. Um, I see a future with you and I see a life after this. And so I think that's why this week has been so much more emotional because I think my heart is starting to take over in a way. That's Madison. Yeah. That's Madison. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And she talks about like how much her family means to her um basically how much she wants to fuck her dad it was a true freudian situation like she is basically like talking to peter about how much she remind or how much peter reminds her of her dad yeah and that always freaks me out like y'all you gotta stop that's gross yeah i was listening to like a thing to do yeah like it's it's a one thing to end up dating men that are kind of like your dad and like years into doing that multiple times you go oh gosh i kind of have a thing for people who are like my dad but to like from the get-go like a fucking 23 be like this is what i want as somebody who was like basically like my dad who's a very religious man um and probably pretty controlling um yeah yikes um and like the entire time that she's having this like she's opening up and being vulnerable peter looks like he's on the verge of passing out because he is either high on vicodin or withdrawing from vicodin i think it might be a withdrawal because he is sweating profusely can barely keep his eyes open his like wound is like barely healed Mm -hmm. um they probably took that off like dead yeah like dead yeah we were talking about it last night, like, you know how they give them, like, the glimmer yeah. in their eye? They couldn't even fake that with him. He was, I don't, I'm not even convinced he was there. Yeah, it's really that was unfortunate. A yeah, it's really unfortunate. Um, um, 
But yeah, like he was like sweating his ass off and she's just like, she wasn't even like highlighter dewy. She was just like, she looks like me right now. Just like straight up like caked and pale. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. (laughs) And just like leaning in his chair and just going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh. And she's like, basically, the long and short of it, my dude, is like, if you're not like wicked into the Lord, and you know when they say the Lord, they're actually like very into the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not into the Lord, then like, I don't want to marry somebody who's like not into that. And then she's like, very awkward about it. And she's like, so I just want to make sure that's like, you know, something my future person is really on the same page with me about. And then pauses. And then he pauses for like, literally 80 seconds <laughs> and there's like crickets playing in the background like i listened there's like fucking chris crickets and then he i mean i was like i will say this is kind of dramatic because i was like is he gonna send this person home in some way because he's gonna tell her like yeah i'm not really that religious mm-hmm. and it was so awkward but really what he was doing was like just trying to probably go through the Vicodin in his head to get to, to tell her that, yeah, I'm religious. I grew up Christian, but like I haven't, I'm not as committed to my faith lately. And I would love to be more committed to my faith. And I think that's really inspiring. Blah, blah, blah. She doesn't look very happy by this answer, by the way. She just looks kind of like this will do, but it's like definitely not like the answer she fully wants. Yeah. And then the wildest thing happens, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm still, like, very shocked by this. I Before we get into that, though, yeah. I would like to say that, like, his answer is something I have totally done before. Where, like, there was this dude that I dated for literally, like, a week, like, two years ago. And... He was, like, super into, like, surfing and, like, baking bread and, like, all this <laughs> shit. And I was so fucking horny that I was just, like, yeah, I fucking love all of that. Like, I don't surf, but I'm so into, like, the fact that you do that. And, like, I totally want to learn how to bake and shit. And it was such a lie. Like, who is interested in any of that? What a disaster. Nightmare. <laughs> like... That's boring and it sucks. But you really want to, like, you really want to bone this person. I really wanted to fuck this person. Yeah. Which I still don't understand. Oh, my God. His veins were shorter than mine were at the time. Yeah, we (laughs) fucked. Um, (laughs) We fucked and he had me meet his parents and then he broke up with me. Because he wasn't ready to be in a relationship. I remember this. Yeah. He wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're a surfer in Oregon and you broke up with me and then he like still invites me to stuff on Facebook where he's just like save the turtles and I'm like no fuck turtles like <laughs> turtles seriously turtles. like I'm I'm not doing this for you oh but my it's God. like one of those things where you just like pretend to be like into it because you're like really into the person but yeah. their activities are just like oh <laughs> No, it really did feel like that, 100%. Like, he's like, yeah, I can probably fake it, too, because, like, I did come from a Christian household, so I can, like, I'll know 
the references she's making or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to pretend it because I really want to fuck her. Oh, man. He is going to be in for a uh, disappointment next mm-hmm. week. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, it's really... so. But basically, he... Oh, God. He... It was so awkward to watch. He basically amps himself up in order to tell Madison that he's falling in love with her. And it was just like, he looked like he was sick while he was doing it. (laughs) That's my dream. Like to have somebody about to vomit. (laughs) They're telling me that they are falling in love with me. And then like, I just, I like lost my mind last night. Cause I was like, this has never happened this early ever ever holy fuck that the the lead has said this and i just i couldn't and then like her reaction was odd too and maybe they 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 didn't show us the correct edit of it but she just kind of like looks down and then says thank you for telling me that i really needed that (laughs) like i'm glad you said that but she like doesn't say anything remotely the same back to him no It's crazy because that's what he's supposed to be doing. They, like, switch roles. He doesn't know what he is doing. And and I part of me is still here for it because it's just, like, such a mess. Holy shit. So messy. And then, but she's talking about, like, in her ITM, she's like, this is what I want in a marriage or something like that. And I'm just like, for someone to be, like, visibly dying in front of you and you not do anything... He's like, his brain is poisoned and he's saying lovey things to you. That's what you want. I mean, probably. I okay, no, I we can't I can't get in a space where I'm judging people like Madison. I, I have no place. I have no place. I have no place. Why do you have no place? Because I think you do have a place. Well, I'm I didn't really come from like a religious area and I don't know. I just uh, I just feel like sometimes people who are hyper um, faith based I in some ways I'm actually kind of jealous of them because like in my experience people I've interacted and like like my stepfather for example who's very faith based um, they just kind of like their life is just like in a way easier not really but like they just fully believe that their God is going to take care of them and choose all of their like options for them and make sure all of their problems go away eventually and that anything bad that happens it's all going to be taken care of and it's all this like higher purpose and that they themselves have like no control over anything because ultimately it's their lord's control and that kind of stuff makes me uncomfortable because i don't want to have the control of my own life taken away from me my own autonomy but at the same time, I can see how that would really make for quite a nice, normal life. You have a husband and a wife and a kids and everything is just how it's supposed to be. And if you just literally believe in it enough, you could almost successfully pull it off. No, I totally feel that. I think I've talked to Curtis about this a lot, too, because I was just like, if only I could have been a Christian for, like, a year and a half longer, I could mm-hmm. have graduated from college and just been fine and, like, had a normal life. Yeah. But instead, Satan found feminism and gave it to me. fucking <laughs> 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 annoying. They're like, uh, Satan's like, you can have feminism as a treat. As okay. a treat. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I, I've been miserable and depressed ever fucking since. Like, right? Because like, here I am all like, I want my own autonomy and my own choice. But I'm like, what? The choice to what? Drink PBR every night and like fart myself to death? What is? <laughs> what, what kind of life is this? What kind of life do I have? And like, I'm the better person? I'm better yeah. than Maddie somehow? No, Maddie's better than me. I don't know. Like, she's out there at least doing missionary trips. Which is like, that's problematic in its own right. But at the same time, at least she's doing something. And I have a Bachelor podcast. So, yeah. fuck me. <laughs> wow. You have a really- Bachelor podcast with a fellow white person. Like, <laughs> Maddie <laughs> is at least taking pictures with brown kids. At least. Without their permission. <laughs> and posting them. I love that. My, probably my least favorite thing right now is everyone's like, well, she's like, at least she's not problematic. I'm like, um... Hold up. Let me give you some receipts. <laughs> well, first of all, we haven't seen her for even a second this whole season. I have, like, literally, she's the front runner, and I don't remember her name. I have to scroll up every single time we talk about her. And when I don't have notes, I'm just like, ah, I don't, like, I don't have any frame of reference for her at all. Oh, my God. Oh, God. We are, okay, we need a... <laughs> Oh, oh we God. spent half of our time shitting on Madison. Okay, great. <laughs> this is never how the podcast goes. We never waste our time on the first 15 minutes of the episode <laughs> talking about it for 45 minutes and being like, okay, shit, we have to go. It's like in an hour already. My God. I can't. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is the funniest episode, though. Okay, so <laughs> we, we don't have to talk much about Natasha, unfortunately, because um, bless her and her gorgeous, beautiful face. She, we uh, love her. Yeah. Uh, there's not much to say because we all we all knew this when we started the episode. Like, if she gets a one-on-one, she's not going to get the rose. Um. I got to say I told you so a bunch of times last night, and this was the most regrettable one that I got to say. Um, They basically go and eat Peter's favorite dessert. They go to all these, like, weird places in Lima where there's, like, alpaca stuff. They're furries. Uh, It's been solidified at this point. Uh, Peter's (laughs) a furry. Pass it on. Um, they do some they, dancing, very awkward mm-hmm. dancing in front of the locals, which is just, you know, that's like a TM, TM. They got to do that every fucking season. But like, why is there I'm so much know. dancing? I'm so tired of Peter dance. That was never a thing. It was never a thing. He's not good at it. And I'm tired. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler C was the dancer of the last season. Yes. Why do, why are we not watching his beautiful ass on stage right now? I can't. Just replace him. <sighs> replace God, Peter. Please. He's making mistakes. Yeah can't um i will say tyler got a little problematic on twitter last night oh, i wanted, wanted to follow that he actually said natasha he's like just tweeting and he was live tweeting he was obviously drunk and he's like natasha seems like the kind of woman who would send you a hundred texts before you replied back hashtag intense and twitter roasted it roasted his ass and like tore him up and he had to reply two other times on his twitter and be like I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I haven't even watched the season. I just came in right now, and I have no idea who Natasha was, and I feel bad, blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, then he made some joke about how he thinks, like, Victoria is also the kind of girl who would send 100 texts, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, what? This is not okay. This is also not an apology. Like, wait, let me shit on a different one yeah. that everybody hates. <laughs> so he definitely lost a lot of um, 
love for me for that. Because I was like, I'm sorry, are you bothered by a woman who texts? Because then you and I cannot get married. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, I was planning on the wedding for next spring. But anyway, I guess I'm going to have to cancel the wedding. Yeah. You couldn't afford it anyway. That's so true. <sighs> so true. But that, that's so... That's weird, though. Like, Yeah. It was a little out of character for him, but... You know, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Peter, after they go uh, fuck in some alpaca coats, they don't actually fuck because they're not into each other at all. Um, He starts, like, hurling praise at her. That's very much the kind of praise that's, like, I'm about to... Mm, This is a bad word, but friend zone you. Yeah. Actually, it's not a bad word. Oh, whatever. Deal yeah. with it, losers. Um, <laughs> Peter's just like, you have always been someone that has shown me more sides than any other woman here. I've seen your goofy side and your fun side, your bold side, the fierce side, and you've been nothing but honest with me. And, uh, like, side context, I'm not into any of it <laughs> because I'm going to send you home. Um, he's also just like... Um, you're not afraid to call it like you see it. I love that about you, which is a huge Hannah Brown trait. And it really seemed like he was looking for Hannah Brown 2.0. Yeah. yeah. And he's just consistently not choosing anyone that's like Hannah. So now I don't even believe what happened last season. Yeah. I think it's it was more of like he just fell for the person that the only person he had to fall for, which is mm-hmm. the one woman. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure he likes that type of woman. That is such mm-hmm. an interesting element to it. Oh, anyway, ugh. who knows what's going on in his mind? He has an ITM after that, and he's like, "I'm falling in love with Madison. I don't know if I am there yet with Natasha. So tonight, I have to be very honest with her and with myself." Um, and their like dinner portion of the date, Natasha says she's really, really, really into him. She sees something special between them. And you can just tell Peter's not feeling it. He is also still coming down from some sort of drug. <laughs> um, but the the way that he talks to her throughout this conversation is so... Like, he leads her on. And it's not, like, manipulative, per se. But, like, he's... Like, I don't know how to describe it. He's. I feel like it is almost manipulative, but I don't think it's an intentional manipulation. Like, it's not. I think he has to. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's just trying. He can't quite get there. And he just is, like, trying to get her to admit that she's not feeling it. How are you, mm-hmm. how do you feel about us? Do you actually mm-hmm. feel strong about us? He's asking those kinds of questions where it's, like, you have to give me a real secure answer. And so she goes, oh, yeah, no, I feel great about us. Why? Are, of course, of course. And he's, like. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? And so they have that conversation, and then, like, Peter in the background is, like, I know, um, sorry, when I think about the qualities I want in life, Natasha meets a lot of those, but I feel like it's just friendship. And I'm just like, well, I mean, you knew that before. Yeah. It wasn't, like, anything she said that made you feel that way. Like, you know who your top four are already. Yeah. Like, you don't need to, like... I get that we're trying to do TV, but this is mean. It really is. Like, just come on. I can't even. Ugh. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. So he sends her home, unfortunately, and we loved you, and we we appreciate you, Natasha. And um, I honestly 
don't wish BIP on you because I feel like you're too good for it. Um, yeah. But if you're BIP, if this is what you want, then yeah, we're happy for all it. about it. Yeah, but um, oof. um, okay, so <laughs> we're back at the house and Kelly and Madison are talking. <laughs> Oh, my God. And this is where Kelly, who is, by the way, a very smart lawyer lady, um, is talking about how just, you know, things are windling down <laughs> in the it's house. so funny. And we all just had such a cackle every fucking week. Lingerie. Lingerie. Finasco. What was the, There was another one. Um, oh, oh, you said it last night. Shit. And then windling. <laughs> Wild. Every uh, single week there is a mispronounced word. And like, oh wait, there's another one this week too. We'll get to it on that. Okay, great. Yeah. We talk about the group date. But um so we put Kelsey on a one on one, a second one on one. Um and uh yeah, I mean, whatever, right? Nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> so I'm just like just like fucking put her on a second one and I don't really care anymore. Um, mm-hmm. as long as Victoria is not on my screen as much, then I'm happy with oh it. My God. <laughs> so they go on ATVs and I don't know, would you like a date like this, Danica? No. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> We're done. No, I grew up in like rural Idaho. I have been on too many of these. Yeah. Uh no like that's not it's not fun they're loud and they're i just can't they're so bumpy oh god so bumpy no my titties can't do it like i have small boobs even and they would just be like slapping me in my eyeballs i couldn't do it not good um so they get to like a top of like a hillside and then peter has the real fun idea of wanting to have them both run like at a fucking like 90 degree angle up the hill even more to like the top quote unquote they get about like 15 feet and they collapse and Peter sounds like he's about to have a heart attack um I'm not sure if they switched his Vicodin to give him something that was like more of like an upper and he thought he could do it but he clearly cannot do it which I'm no shame you know what he took one Adderall that also makes me sweat so I get it okay there's that get it. <laughs> and like no shame on him or Kelsey not being able to walk run to the top of this fucking mountain but it was just definitely funny though so they, they collapse onto the grass and they have like a really nice you know rolling time in the grass oh, and it was really sweet so beautiful. Yeah. yeah Kelsey's like gorgeous um they talk about like real life shit it's the first like real life conversation we've kind of had this season about like mm-hmm. what would she do if they were married and they had children would she stay at home and she'd work and it was like a nice conversation she said she wanted to work part-time but be part-time with the family and he agrees and supports a woman having you know, like a passion project basically is what he said but anyway um it was like maybe the most like peak bachelor nation feminism tm 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 that's yeah. ever happened just yeah. like i can have it all mm-hmm I mean, sure. And the bar uh, is on the ground. <laughs> literally. It's, <laughs> and that's great, right? So then they go to their night portion of it and we learn a bit more about Kelsey. And um, yeah, so we were, we were, this was like, we just, um, no, sorry, it was Victoria P that we had the emotional connection with last time. Okay, yes. So here's the thing we have the second Kelsey date, and I was like, Oh, wait, did Kelsey have a 101 before? And did she already tell us what her trauma is, quote unquote? 
And I realized she did. She had it in Cleveland, but I didn't even pay attention because it was that really terrible date where there was like the fucking um, boxcar race or whatever. Um, so I didn't even know what her trauma was. And apparently it's that uh, her dad left when she was young. Mm-hmm. Do you remember um, much about this? Yeah. So uh, she talks a little bit more about her family and her trauma, which like, I remember when we were watching last night, I was like, oh, Jenna, we're going to have to get real on the podcast. Uh, Uh, So Kelsey is basically like, Kelsey is a pageant girl, which I also didn't remember. There's so many of them. (laughs) So many. Um, So her father, who she hadn't seen for a decade after her parents' divorce, got in touch with her after she won Miss Iowa in 2017. And he tried to get back in touch with her um, and to have a relationship with her again. But during their conversation, there were a lot of red flags. So they didn't wind up talking. Um, And then a few years after that, she started talking to her dad again. Um, but she has yet to tell her mom. Yeah. And oof. Oof. She, yeah. This is crazy. Um, so she's talking to Peter and, like, telling him about it because, like, if they go to hometowns, she doesn't want him to be, like, worried about, like, oh, why isn't your dad there? Like, or to, like, bring up in conversation that they've talked about her, like, trauma and to have it, like, blow up in their face, which, like, part of me is, like, wait, is it going to actually blow up in their face, though? Well, that's the thing. I saw, I like, don't, I saw I don't want today it. that was, like, that one gif of people, like, at the dinner table, and then they suddenly like, get up and start, like, running out of the house because they have to yeah. do something, and, like, the little the gun. Got out of the gun out of the drawer. And then, like, the caption was, producers trying to find Kelsey's dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. It's <laughs> Holy shit. I, I would not put it past them for literally bringing her dad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I really hope they don't. I, that would be so unbelievable no that would be so fucked fucked it would be like the equivalent of them bringing back like becca's abusive ex which is what they did they did do that it sucks okay anyway Um, (laughs) god i forgot about that shit basically kelsey says um so she started talking to her dad again hasn't told her mom and her siblings also don't talk to her dad yeah. Um, yeah. And she was like, the reason that I haven't told any of them that I'm like talking to him is that I want to make my own decision about the relationship I want to have before I involve my the rest of my family. Um, I don't want outside influences to dictate my relationship with him. And that's why she, as in my mom, doesn't know. I don't think my dad will get brought up, but I don't want you to wonder what's going on. And like that honestly like resonates so hard with like, my own experience. Oh, really? Um, Because, like, I was, like, estranged from my dad from, like, birth. And, like, I had, like, kind of a similar situation happen. Um, Like, as I got older, like, um, my mom is, like, a wonderful person. We have, we definitely have, like, a complicated relationship. But, like, 
I love my mom. I think she's wonderful, but she like definitely she's a Libra and she gets like pretty vindictive <laughs> when she wants to. And so there was like this point when I was in high school where she like learned how to use the internet and was like Googling where like my estranged dad was and like figured out that he was in like prison Whoa. and she sent him a graduation invitation. Oh, like she was just like, look what I did, bitch. Like this kid's successful or whatever. Ooh. Cause I was like a fucking nerd in high school. Like yeah. I, I was really good at school. Yeah. No, that tracks. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and he wrote a letter back and because he thought it was me that sent it. Oh and my God. I got home from school every day before my mom did. <gasps> so, like, I went and got the mail and I had this letter from the Idaho State Penitentiary. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was addressed to me. And I read it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know what this is. Like, I knew his name. And so I was like, why did my dad send me a letter? Like, oh. all, like he hadn't talked to me for literally like the first 17 years of my life. Oh. And I was just like, what the fuck? fuck is going on and then like I guess what I'm saying is like we had like a really complicated relationship for the next like two years after that and I eventually decided like no like this isn't for me like I don't want any of this um but I've like really felt like how Kelsey was feeling in that moment because like it's really difficult to like create boundaries with parents when you have issues with them. Yeah. And like to not hurt your other parents' feelings in the process. Like our situations are like very different. Yeah. Obviously, but like there's just so many layers to it. And then like in and then the want and the the need to like have a connection with your father. You know, it's just it's real, you know? There are plenty of parents out there that don't deserve our relationships and our like love and affection. But, like, they're also, but that we cannot deny that there's still often, like, messy feelings about that and, like, yeah. still even having to struggle with that. Are, yeah, like, even when you know the people are, like, shitty, like, yeah. there's almost, like, a, sometimes an innate desire to yeah. just be, like, you're a part of me, so, yeah. like, yeah. should yeah. I explore this or yeah. not? And so, like, I totally hear where Kelsey is coming from, and I totally hear where she's, like, coming from with, like, not wanting to tell her mom about it because, like, I mean, my mom and I had a really, like, difficult time talking about why she would do that without telling me and, like, the boundaries that that crossed. Yeah. And so, like, I can totally see where she would – she and her mom might have, like, conflict. Oh. Oh. Just being like, oh, you've betrayed my trust by doing this. But that that's not okay either. But, like, so, yeah, Kelsey made the decision to now make that a reality by saying this on national television, which I applaud her. I think yeah. that's amazingly brave. And it's – I do not envy that situation. And I think that's why we had to kind of get emotional with it tonight because it's, like, that's, like, real as fuck. And it made me, like, love her again. Like, she's still – problematic in her own ways and she's kind of bitchy 
But like, she's the only one I've actually connected with at this point. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and like, also, like the only relatable person. Yeah, and also so potentially the only one I think that actually really likes Peter or mm-hmm. likes him as, enough, as much as you can like somebody in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't genuinely believe the other ones like him. I think they like the idea of him. And I think she actually likes him. It'll, it might be a little bit because he's like, validating her emotional responses and that can feel like a reason to like somebody i'm talking to myself by the way <laughs> um but you're also talking to me and it's rude i didn't yeah, ask for sorry. it <laughs> um, so yeah but like i feel if we're going to talk about later on maybe really quick about who we think should be bachelorette and yeah, if it were to be anybody from this season. Yeah, I think it has to be her because she's the only one I feel like when he breaks up with her, she's actually going to be sad about that. And that's mm-hmm. what I want for my bachelorette. Yeah, <laughs> I want my bachelorette to be miserable. Hurt, <laughs> broken. Oh, God. Thanks. Otherwise, I can't connect. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, yeah. I'm sorry. If you're not a broken shell of a human, then... Uh, Get the fuck out of here. What are we going to do? Um, <laughs> so, whatever. He gives her the rose. Duh. So, now we have the dun-dun-dun. Three on one. one. Three on one. Um, gosh, they're never good, aren't they? But this one's especially weird because we have three. So, we have Victoria Fascist. We have Hannah Ann. And then we have Kelly. And we only like Kelly, basically, going into mm-hmm. Hannah Ann has done nothing wrong, uh, but she's about as interesting as... I don't know. Hannah Ann has worn some hats. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. <laughs> okay, fair. Yes, that is uh, egregious. And Hannah Ann single-handedly kept Claire's open for way longer than it needed to be open. No, I think she shops at Icing. Uh, get with the program. It's the same company. <laughs> I know. It's the same. <laughs> oh shit oh man oh, our first fight god I, the thing is like i bought like shit from them last year so i'm not gonna like even talk no, um, so yeah we it's just like oh boy basically this is a pretty basic i feel like the bachelor kind of felt like itself again for a moment because it just seems like I don't know this season of The Bachelor. They're just doing things that are not like the typical standard ways they normally do it. And so this moment felt pretty real because they were basically setting up Kelly very stereotypically to be sent home by showing her talk about how fucking confident she is in herself and the relationship she has with Peter. Um, which is just totally like a death kiss of like, yeah, you're going home because you're just like, I there's no reason, there's no way I can go home. So anyway, right. and she was like talking shit about other people, yeah. and it sucks <laughs> because yeah. I really, I liked her. She was my like one of my favorites from the beginning. I thought she might make top four, but as soon as they put her in that three person, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a three person duo. How annoying! <laughs> like I don't know how to say things. Ultimately, um, I think she was. Um, I think there was a really strong edit being done on her. Is very clear that during the one quote that a lot of people are having problem with on the internet today, where she says something like, um, "I'm a lawyer, and that makes me better than the rest of these women." There's some like, I'm paraphrasing. You don't see her when she says that. So they and it, if you listen to it, it really sounds like they copy and pasted. 
um, clips of her saying different words. So I really do not think she said, I'm better than them because I'm a lawyer. I do think she definitely said other things like, I think they're immature. I think they're younger and not ready for love. Like she definitely Mm -hmm. said those things. But I do think that they probably um, tried to paint her really quick as a villain at the last second, which is like weird. Yeah, it's shitty and weird. But like, I mean, it's not anything different than we've all said about them either. Because this is a young cast. And like, Kelly is younger than me. Yeah. Which is insane. I keep talking about this, like, all of these women look older than me. I think I have, like, I have permanent baby face and I know it. But, like, when she's just like, oh, I'm 27 and I hate all these, like, young bitches, like, essentially. Yeah. Like, paraphrasing here. But, like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, you look, oh, shit. You look older. <laughs> okay, all right, whatever. Um, I look at photos of Hannah Ann online and she looks like she's 17. But, like, on TV, she looks like she's 30. Um, and, and that's not even a, a slight against her. It's just, like, it's so no. weird. I just don't understand what's going on. Um. So they take Hannah, Peter takes Hannah Ann aside and she does, she knows that like, this is like do or die. Uh oh. <laughs> You're good. I think Danica spilled her wine. <laughs> what a finasco. Be right back. I got to slurp this out of the yeah. carpet. Okay. I'm going to talk. So <laughs> basically Hannah Ann is, knows this is like do or die. So she, does like the two things that she knows Peter likes. And so she immediately starts crying and then she tries to show him that she's really into him by like, (laughs) you know, she pulls out this letter and this letter (laughs) has uh, literally, it's a list that she's made of the things that she loves about him. And I'm not shitting you. At the top of the letter, it says things I love about him. And there's a little eye with a heart on it. And the letter is so fucking cheesy. <laughs> it has a little heart above the eye. Like, what the fuck? I need you to look at yes number 14 on the list. Oh, did you actually? <laughs> oh, yeah, you did pull it up. Okay, number 14. Oh, my God. Danica. it says number 14 our mutual dorkiness but it's spelled d-o-r-k-i-n-e-s no (laughs) this is proof that this woman is not old enough to date i wrote this note to my crush bryce when i was in seventh grade and I got rejected, just like Hannah Ann will be. Wow. I'm, like, reading some of this, and it is really, truly... Um, it's traumatizing. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And literally, the top of it, it says, there's a heart on the eye. The things I love about you. I've written this note before, for sure. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck me up. But the thing is, because she also cries, Peter is... uh obsessed with it and he like is really into it or whatever um <laughs> so we come back to kelly and victoria kelly's like laying down taking a nap and she's like dope as fuck and victoria's losing oh. their mind yeah kelly is also wearing all white <laughs> she is so confident you're right so confident about this entire experience like if i 
I cannot imagine wearing all white. I can't imagine being confident, first of all. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like I know that if I were wearing all white on a date with three other women, like two of which are honestly hotter than me, I know that I would have my period immediately. I just know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing pajamas and talking to you on a podcast and I spilled wine all over myself. Like there is no way I would not have my fucking period if I were wearing all white. <laughs> The stakes for me are so low all the time. Oh my god, I love it. I, I feel like maybe it's like a, she's trying to like be like one up these people. Like maybe she knows that Victoria F is actually on her period. And she's like, look at me. I'm gonna wear all white while you suffer in the corner, melting down because <laughs> you can't handle your emotions right now because you're on your beard. Oh well, I mean, my like god. they're they're all on the same cycle at this point yeah, if they have a period. Yeah, but maybe Kelly so, like got over it earlier. Is the owner of the period. Yeah. And she has a cup. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, a homegirl is Dude, smart Victoria enough to have a cup or like an IUD or some shit. Yeah. Victoria wears pads. <laughs> I feel it in my soul. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, but she does. But, and there's no way she can wear white pants. Yeah. So basically, Victoria F is uh, melting down over in the corner because she is just apparently out of nowhere frustrated. I was watching the scene again today. It was very funny. She's just like, I'm just frustrated right now. And that just like makes me not in a good mood. And honestly, it's annoying to be around me. And I... I'm like, yeah, agree. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's real. Um, you are wicked annoying to be around. Even from the couch that I'm sitting on. Um, so whatever. Anyway, he pulls Kelly aside and, oh, God bless. He's just like, so how are things going for you? And she's like, I'm real annoyed because I didn't get a second one-on-one. And he's like, that makes sense. And then she just proceeds to tell him how much fun she's having. like, And uses the word fun a bunch of times. And his face, he looks like he could choke her, basically. He's so mad. Yeah, he his mood this week is bizarre. I think maybe the twist at the end is just like, oh, I was blacked out for two weeks because I destroyed my skull yeah. with a glass of vodka and I need a do-over. Yeah, I mean, low-key. I mean, I do feel, feel for him. He probably, like, it's hard enough to be the lead as we've heard and um i can only imagine when you also have like a splitting head headache and probably like a concussion and like a fucking open wound on your head um yeah so he's like pretty pissed that she keeps using the word fun and he's like he actually even goes as far as to say he's like she's like you're just so mad when i say the word fun right he's like yeah i am because i want it to be more than just fun and I think that's, like, funny that he actually, like, admits that he's, like, I just want to be dramatic, damn it. Just be <laughs> dramatic. Like, what if you didn't give me any positive feedback and you were just a huge bitch the whole time? <laughs> Can we try that? And then transition into Victoria F. F. <laughs> Where she is the most dramatic and fucking bitchy ever. Oh, heavens. He... So, Peter asked Victoria F. about their last one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you recall, which I didn't until I <laughs> watched it again, uh, ended with her crying in the bathroom before finally accepting his rose. And 
she is awful. Like, she's awful. She's so hot and so awful. I hate her. Um, and her nails. I hate her nails. I just have to say them. They're these god awful yeah, white things that are horrible. That almond shape, yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I, I hate it. So she's like, um, I feel like you're always in a mood. And she says that she like looks away from him. She can't even look him in the fucking eye. She won't look at him. That's <sighs> the most frustrating part. Like she won't look at him, and she feels a lot like um like Courtney Kardashian to me, where like everything she says is like this, and like she is argumentative and she is rude and she is like all of these things. And I do love Courtney Kardashian. Um, uh, but you know, yeah, it's fine. discount Courtney Kardashian can get away from me for a while. Yeah, for sure. Well, especially if you're talking to me like this too, you're just like, you're always like in a mood and I like don't know what your like deal is. And I'm not sure why you can't like, just like, be like chill or whatever which is like so she's just like confused as to why peter is like constantly asking her for, for validation when she like doesn't want to give it to him <laughs> so she's just like mad that he wants validation that she can't give and he's like oh my god uh she cries about how hard this process is and uh tells peter that she's really into him even though she like literally does not show any emotion toward and she can't look him in the fucking fight face while she's saying this um <laughs> I think she says I think at the end of the day I like just don't want to get to the end and then like lose you so it's just easier just not to have you from the beginning and like I get how people can feel that way but this is so clearly just like a line she's using mm -hmm. to convince him that she actually cares when she really doesn't um, yeah yeah well, I mean, too, like, the thing that she said before that was, like, it's like you're attack, or Peter is saying, um, it's like you're attacking me for asking, like, questions. Like, every time he asks her a question, she responds with, like, uh, it, it's just, like, a weird, like, manipulative thing that she says where she's, like, if you're asking me this, it means you don't, like, trust me or believe in me or something like that. Oh. And it's just, like, or, like her even accusing him of being in a mood when he's asking her just like a question like yeah. shut up yeah. that's rude that's awful it's terrible yeah no it's very manipulative um so we go back and we think that maybe he's like so he's gonna like potentially hand out the roses and he asks he picks up a rose and then he asks Victoria to come with him somewhere and I was like, oh my god, he's actually going to send this person home, and this is going to be the best moment ever. Danica was freaking out. She was making all of us guess what was going to happen. <laughs> um, and can I say, like, this is my I told you so moment of the season. Because yeah. I told you so. Yeah, you did. You really did. You, you were like, Kelly's going to go home. And I was like, no, he's going to send Hannah Anna home at first. And then I was like, wait, no. <laughs> Hannah Anna. And then I was like, but then maybe he's going to send Victoria home. Because he, like, walks her up to the fucking SUV yeah. that's waiting for her on the street. And then yeah. he says some bullshit to her that's actually negative. I don't recall. It doesn't really matter. And then he does a little switcheroo and says, but you know what? I appreciate you opening up. Blah, blah, blah. I really like you. Here's a fucking rose. And her face is like, I did it? I did it? I, I feel like she's been trying to go home for so long. Yeah, but like also, 
torturing her. But like, as he's walking her to the van, she's like, I don't want to go home yet. I don't want to go. It's like, oh my god. Could you be any more obvious with the fact that you're only here for, like, the fame? Ugh. Ugh. Again. The show makes me hate women. Um, anyway. Uh, he sends Kelly home. <laughs> he just fucking sends Kelly home. <laughs> And uh, I swear to God, I mean, I fucking loved it. She got that fucking goodbye van SUV and she didn't let a single tear drop. And I was thinking about it. She didn't cry this entire season that we saw. So, yeah, he sends Kelly home and that's kind of fucking that's the end of the fucking episode. Oh, boy. What a what a a windling whirlwind of <laughs> emotions and everything that happened. Okay, it's so also like a, go ahead. A little while because like the four women she well Kelly says the four women that are left are like little babies. Madison's 23, Kelsey's 28, who is a year older than Kelly. And like I mean like yes, this is a young cast yeah, for, sure, for sure, but like um, yeah. Kelly's just like, they don't really know who they are. I don't disagree with her, but it is like, they painted her in a really weird light. I feel like this episode and she was really just like solid and or nothing yeah. the entire season. Yeah. That's and so <laughs> it's, it's weird that in this last episode that they painted her to be, like, almost, like, an elitist person that's just, like, oh, like, you don't deserve to be with Peter because you're too young or too immature or... But I also agree with her, so maybe I'm an elitist asshole. I mean, so. that's the thing, right? We spend a week judging these people. But, like, this comes back to my earlier point, and I, I think we should just kind of close a little bit on this. Final thoughts on... Who should be the Bachelorette? And here's the thing. Like, if they hadn't painted Kelly into this kind of weird villain role at the end, she could have potentially been another con uh, contender for it. Not really, because she doesn't seem like she's really into the process. And you have to kind of believe into the process in order to be a Bachelorette or, you know, a lead. And, um, but who do you, I mean, who do you think is good for this? I mean, based on what I've seen from the season my own personal feelings and like what I've seen in the shitty Facebook groups that we're a part of. Yeah. Like, I don't think any of them are like fit to be it. Like they, they haven't given anyone a bachelorette edit yeah. at this point. They haven't. Like usually at a certain point you like get a vibe, even if it's wrong. Like, I mean like even like Tia. Yeah. At this point, everyone was like, oh, it's either going to be Tia or... And there could have been, like, several other people. Yeah. I don't get that vibe from anybody. Yeah. Except for maybe Madison. Or but like, Hannah, I guess. I mean, like... But I've, I don't really feel like they've given her that edit either. I don't know any of them. Yeah. I don't really feel compassion for any of them, which sounds shitty, yeah. but, like... yeah. So I think, I really think they're going to pull somebody from, like, a previous season. Mm -hmm. I've seen Tasha floating around. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that. That'd be, that'd be but, pretty great. I mean, yeah, Tasha. I like Tasha. Yeah, Katie yeah. could be good. I actually had the really fucked up thought of, like, maybe Tia. 
like I really like was thinking about it and I was like maybe Tia because like it's been a while and she's kind of matured a little bit more but at the same time she probably wouldn't be a good option because she probably knows a little bit too much about the like the franchise to do it I don't know uh, um you know they've done it before though I mean like true. with Nick they pulled back like Ari oh yeah yeah Ari was like a zillion years old Ugh. and then like well, then some people have been saying, like, Becca from um, Chris Soul's season, because she's still single, and she's, like, great and, like, unproblematic as far as we know. Did you watch Chris Soul's season? No. I didn't. That was, yeah. like, one of the first ones yeah. I like, yeah. started rewatching, but I do not remember Becca. She, um, I feel like that's too old. Yeah. No, like, it would be, know. for sure, but she was young when she won, so... She's not very old yeah, yeah, herself, yeah. but I agree. It's kind of, it's a little back. So I don't know. I really, it's hard to say. And then there's, of course, the option of bringing Hannah B back. Um, How do you feel about that? Because I feel, I feel mixed about it. I feel, yeah, I really feel like, oh man, I feel like I would watch, I mean, obviously I would watch it. And I would probably like parts of it for sure, but I also feel like it's too soon. Like if she's gonna do it, like wait a, yeah. wait a season or two, and then also like, oh god, I think she just like needs to have a break. And um, I think she needs a break from reality TV. And I think for that season to be like commercially successful, like it, she just needs a minute yeah. off. Yeah, like. It's not that I, again, it's not like people won't watch. It's just, I think there needs to be some space there. So I'm really, really, really confused and really not sure who. So we were, I guess, DMS and let us know what you think, um, who the next Bachelor could or should be. Um, I appreciate it. And I hope the next Bachelorette is Mike. <laughs> That's okay. I keep thinking of male options. I really, I keep going back to like guy options. I'm like, oh yeah, I think I'd really like to see Mike. Yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, no, we have to. No, I, I, I hate white feminism. Mike for Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Actually, that's it. That's Naked Pods official stamp. Um, Mike Johnson for Bachelorette 2020. So yeah. That's pretty much it, y'all. Um, next week is going to be hometown dates, and that's going to be bananas. We see a lot of really intense um, previews, and I mean, we're too tired to talk about it. Anyway, just watch the preview if you want to see it. <laughs> I can't. Um, it's gonna be cra- It's gonna be wild. So we're gonna have a good time, and um, we're super grateful oh, for wait. you. Oh, go ahead. One more thing. Yeah. Today. One more. Um, Andrew, my. My partner, um, while I was in Disneyland, he found the, the crayon, like the masturbation crayon. Yeah. He found it at a bar and he was like, wait, I'm going to steal the, I'm going to steal this crayon. And I was like, Andrew, don't get in trouble. Like, don't do it. And he like sent me a bunch of like drunk videos of him, like stealing the crayon so i thought i was gonna come home to a masturbation crayon and <laughs> and then he lost it and he fucking lost it like he didn't even tell me about it though like i got home on sunday and then we were like going to bed and i was like hey like <laughs> like 
I mean, like, I'm not desperate for a masturbation crayon. I have pillows I masturbate with, obviously. But like, <laughs> I was just like, what happened to the crayon? Like, why didn't, like, yeah. maybe it was like a Valentine's Day gift. I was just like, what happened to this crayon? And he was like, oh, I lost it. And I was hoping you would forget about it. Oh and I was just like, God. stop! <laughs> I saw the so, photo too. I saw a photo of him taking a photo of the crayon. It is literally like the one Danica talked about as a child. It's like like four, like three or four feet like tall, three feet probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so amazing. I can't believe we lost it. Uh, bless. I, I, if you find a red crayon that's three feet tall in Portland, Oregon, return it to my vagina, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's so Please. I love that he's like I'm gonna get this for my girlfriend for Valentine's Day and I'm gonna steal it is, dude like he like I saw a video of him like running to the car that he was driving in and just like like almost like fist pumping it like up in the air so like it exists in some car yeah, 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 yeah. where is it I need it. The problem is I need probably probably somebody saw it and was like, I need that for masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> like took it from him somehow. Or he's I using it. Fair. Have you been to his apartment since you've been back? I haven't. I okay. haven't. He's putting it up, okay. I, I Andrew, you're on watch. I he's probably rubbing his anus against it. Um <laughs> You remembered his name this week. That's nice. Oh my god! I hope he doesn't think I was. I was literally trying to protect his fucking identity against the stalkers. Podcast. No. no, no need. Yeah. Anyway, his name is Andrew something or another, and his phone number is no. Anyway, um, he is very attractive, and he's a good boy. Um, yeah, he's a good boy, and he he gets the show. He he might get it more than us sometimes. Um. And we would definitely love to have him on the episode of the podcast soon, for sure. Well, the finale, oh, we're going to have everybody tomorrow. on the finale, of course, which is only yeah. like uh, On the finasco. Oh my god, the finasco. It truly, <laughs> the season is truly windling down, and um, <laughs> we have to go. And we have to we go. Keep making- All right. We'll lose anyway, everyone. Follow us, rate us, love us, and uh, love yourself, most importantly. Love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Descartes Pod. On Twitter, we are Descartes Podcast. You can email us at DescartesThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight, when you are ready. Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? 
Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.